Hello and welcome to this message shared by Pastor Lothur Badoy on the Lighthouse Worship Celebration Online. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen and may this encourage you during this very difficult time we are all going through. Please share this with others so that they will be encouraged as well. Thank you and God bless you. God can make all things new in your life. In Jesus and through Jesus, there is real transformation. Receive the word from God through Lighthouse Senior Pastor, the man of God, Pastor Lathur Badoy. Good morning, everyone. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Come on, he deserves a louder clap. Come on. God, we clap our hands. We use our strengths, Lord God. We obey the command. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We are alive. We have breath. We praise you, God. We clap our hands. We use our strength to love you. And Lord, today, bless us, God. Change us. Teach us, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone would say... Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Welcome to our Chains Lifestyle Sunday. And as you see here at the backdrop, it says here Chains Lifestyle. This is what we want, all of us, myself included, to change in the way we live. Not just in our thinking, not just in some things that we do, but lifestyle. Not just occasional selective things, but the way we live, we want it to change for the glory of God. The message of the Lord today is entitled fan or follower living out the most important choice in life today we want to ask the lord to speak to us to help us to understand but more than that to change us that we will truly know if we are truly followers of jesus or just like admirers of jesus fans kumbaga and we want to make sure that we have all made this most important choice of following jesus if you follow jesus that's what it means to honor him that's what it means to be a child of god that's what it means to be a member of the kingdom of the living God, the kingdom of Christ. Raised in church, but then raised in Christ. This is a scenario that I do not want and with the strength of God, I will labor hard that it will not happen here at Lighthouse. Raised in church, but not raised in Christ. What does it mean? It means that there are some people who attend church regularly, who are involved in the activities, but somehow they have not really established that that relationship with God. I remember in my own journey, beginning at a young age, as early as three, four, five, I, would, I had been going to church and serving in the church, but I came to know the Lord when I was 16 outside of the church in a youth camp. So imagine that my experience that I was raised in church, but I was never truly a child of God. I came to church, I sang in the choir, I did all kinds of religious things, but I was not truly a Christian. Today we will ask the Lord God to help us to truly find Him, become truly His followers. And everyone said... Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Now, today I want to acknowledge that though I am using an original outline, my outline, I'm using some of the materials of Kyle Eidelman. All right, let's begin. Uh, Jesus Christ wants followers, not fans. 
All right, today we'll, we'll contrast them, all right? But when you read the Bible, you find out that Jesus wanted people who were serious in following him. Jesus wanted people who really are committed or surrendered to him. Luke 9, 23, And Jesus said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. These are the words of Jesus. Now, many of us have not really heard that uh, explained or taught. Somehow, many people find it intimidating. Many people find it uh, very heavy, like a demand on them. And many people are kind of, uh, you know, repelled by it. But these are the words of Jesus. These are the terms if you want to follow him. And this is a command to all. Say all. He said to all, if anyone would come after me, passionately pursue me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. Not just once, a, once in a while, not just when it's convenient, but take up his cross daily and then follow him and then follow me, Jesus said. Followers are so focused on Christ that they are no longer so absorbed about themselves, their desires, their needs, their future. So yung followers, the way you could find out if they're followers is there is a pattern, say pattern, of them being more conscious of Christ, being more concerned about Christ being glorified than them getting what they want, than them getting blessed, than their needs kind of being very, very secured for them. And you do this daily at all times in all seasons. John 4, 24, Jesus said, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And here we find the true worship, true relationship with God is not external. It is not, okay, Sunday morning, 10.30 to 12, I leave my house, I go to Victoria Plaza, I sit there, I listen to the word of God, I give my offering, and so on. It is a matter of internal reality. Worship in spirit and in truth. Followers are loyal, faithful, and reliable. Fans are passionate, but they lack devotion or commitment. They leave or fall away when times are hard and their expectations or desires are not met. And this message really goes out with a prayer, with a desire that all of us make sure that we are followers. Because there are many people who shout the name of Jesus, who do the things that Christians are supposed to do, but they're not really followers. They lack devotion. They're passionate. In fact, but they leave or fall away when things are not easy or comfortable. Today, the Lord is calling you to define your relationship with Him. Are you really a follower of Jesus or just a fan of Jesus? Now on the next slide, it says a DTR, define the relationship. In the romantic context, this has to do with a man and a woman talking seriously and evaluating where they really are relationally. 
you see if you're single if you're a woman and people you know some some man some man at least one person is trying to make you feel special trying to give you gifts trying to give you special attention and you know you may even uh, eat out once in a while after some time you need a DTR talk and DTR talk simply means you ask the question what is the direction of this relationship what do you have in mind date date lang ba ni or na ba ni padulngan nga seryoso all right is it casual just casual or is it committed DTR, it's the moment in a romantic relationship that awkward as it may seem, a man and a woman need to state the kind of relationship they have. So casual versus committed. Have things moved past infatuation? This is in the natural romantic setting and they will compare it to the spiritual. Past infatuation and admiration and towards deeper devotion and dedication. And if you're here, and maybe you've come a few Sundays and you say, well, I like this Jesus thing. I hear the testimonies and honestly, I'm amazed. I mean, I, I've never seen it that, that clear with the video testimonies and so on. It's possible to be blessed when you follow the Lord. And maybe you admire Jesus, but right now it's still a bit casual and not yet really committed, surrendered, or exclusive. Fans want a no-strings-attached relationship based on their terms. So in the natural as in the spiritual, yun ang fans. Habang sikat pa, habang uso pa, habang maganda pang pakiramdam na gano'n, nandyan ako. Pero no-strings-attached ito. Meaning later on, pag medyo hindi na comfortable, medyo laos na, etc., eh ayaw ko na rin. Babay na rin. The Lord Jesus wants followers, not just fans, or enthusiastic admirers. And your choice in this matter is the most important choice of your whole life. So ito po, we are here on Chain Sundays. We are here talking about the Lord. And what we're saying is this, if you really want to follow the Lord, these are some of the things you really need to understand that the Lord is calling you to really love Him and really follow Him and not just kind of admire Him and kind of emulate Him but from a distance with, an, uh, with a, a kind of a casual attitude. Matthew 7, 21 to 23 is a passage of scripture that we covered actually last Sunday that is very, very dramatically the attitude of fans. Ito po mga fans na nito sa Matthew 7, verse 21. Talagang they, they are passionate for the Lord. They travel, and then let me go to verse 22, and then they preach in the name of Jesus. They prophesy, basically proclaiming the message of God, and then they cast out demons in the name of Jesus, and then what else? They did mighty works. That probably means healing the sick, driving out demons, raising the dead, and so on, in the name of Jesus. And then verse 23, Jesus said, I don't know you. I don't know you. They are fans, not followers. They know about the Lord, but they don't know the Lord. They do things for God, but on their own terms. 
No strings attached. I want to serve God. I serve God my way on my terms. I want to do things for God my way, my terms. I'm lawless because I do what I want and I don't do anything that I don't want. Many people think that they are followers, but they are really only fans. There are many people who think that they are followers of Jesus, but they're really only fans. And again, when I say this, please understand, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to put down. I'm not trying to judge or condemn. I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to help us understand what it really means to follow the Lord. So when I say, when I ask the question, are you a follower of Jesus to help us clarify things in our minds and in our hearts? When I say, are you a follower of Jesus? I am not. I am not asking, are your parents or grandparents Christian? Therefore, Christian Canaren. Did you raise your hand at the end of a sermon sometime in the past and prayed what was called or described as a sinner's prayer to be, you know, to be saved? Uh, did you grow up taking vacation Bible school or attending kids camp? Or is your cell phone ringtone a Christian song? Or on the Facebook, it says there, on your Facebook wall, it says there, follower of Jesus, disciple of Jesus. Have you read Purpose Driven Life or all these kinds of things? I am not referring to that when I say, are you a follower of Christian? Do you go to church regularly and so on? That's not what I mean. I'm referring to something deeper, something more real. Do you have a living relationship with God? Is God alive in you? Do you love the Lord? And he beats within your heart and all your life. You want to honor him. Descriptions of fans. One of the characteristics of fandom, fan, is that fans actually think that they are followers. So this is where it's a bit tricky. There are many people who are not truly Christians, but they think they're Christians. And again, it's not to put down, it's to help, please. Because like I told you, I came to know the Lord when I was 16 outside of the church building like this one. But all along, if you ask me, I really thought I was a Christian because I was doing all the Christian things. I was going to church. I was singing in the choir. I was giving my offering. I was praying. I was obeying my parents and so on. I did the right things, but I was only a fan. I was not truly a Christian, but I thought I was. So today, let's try to understand this and make some adjustments in our lives. Fans cheer, but they don't want to suffer. Fans know all about the person that they're following, but they don't know him personally. And they, and they are not known personally. So, pero ko sabihin, well, fans ako ni Piolo. And I can make all kinds of claims, but if he does not say, ah, uh, dyan daw si Latour. Ah, uh, kagusto ka rin niya mamid. Latour, Latour, who's Latour? Ah, uh, siya po si Latour. Well, I don't know you. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Lord would treat us that way because in reality, we don't know Him. We don't have that personal relationship with Him. Fans want to be close enough to Jesus so that they can get all the benefits, but not so close so as to have something required from them. Again, they're lawless. Their law is themselves. Their rule is themselves. If I can get something, I want it. If there's something that is required for me, I don't want it. Forget it. I just want to benefit. I don't want to sacrifice. 
And that's the attitude of fans. Are you a fan or are you a follower of Jesus? The Lord Jesus wants, does not want fans or enthusiastic admirers. He wants followers. And that's what he wants for you and me. Second Timothy 2, 20 and 21 talks about the great house. With vessels of different kinds, some of gold, of silver, of wood, of clay, so of different value. Uh, and then some are honorable, some for dishonorable, etc. And it says there is a need to cleanse our lives so that we will become honorable. So if you're here today and you belong to the great house of God, and you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, but really you are not. Then today the Lord is reaching out his hand to you and he wants to heal you, to forgive you, to restore you so that you can truly become a child of God or a truly follower, a follower of Jesus. Matthew 13, 24 to 30 talks about a parable. Um, it's a parable of the wheat and the tares. Now, wheat is grain that we eat, so wheat bread. Um... Uh, there is grass, ordinary grass, useless grass, okay? Now, however, wheat is useful, there is useless, but they look alike, especially in the younger stage. And so, just applying it directly now, in the external body of Christ, many people look the same. They look like their followers, but some of them are fans. They make the right actions, hallelujah. They say the right words, I love you, Lord, etc., etc. They look the same externally, but their nature is different. Iba po ang nature nila. Iba ang kanilang direksyon sa buhay. Iba po ang totoong uh, identity nila. Let's look at some fans, examples of fans in the Bible. John chapter 6. Now, it's a long passage, so let's just begin to show the first slide and then kind of just follow along with me. It's about Jesus fed 5,000 men and the Bible specified men, so including children and, and women, more probably 20, 25, even 30,000. All right, so he fed them and the people who were there were so amazed, as in super amazed. How could Philo Sufficious feed 20, 20, 25, 30,000 people and the leftover was even greater in number than the original uh, amount that was uh, multiplied by the Lord. And so they followed Jesus. Kung saan Jesus, they sought after him, they chased him. They followed him. Verse 26 of John 6. Jesus answered the people who were running after him. Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs. That the point that I'm the Messiah, the Savior, and you want to follow me. That's the implication. That's the meaning. But because you ate your fill of the loaves. What's happening Jesus? You are chasing after me. You want to be where I am. You want to listen to me. You want to see what I do, hear what I say. But I know the reason. And the reason is not because you acknowledge that I'm the Messiah. I'm the Savior. I'm the Son of God. That's not your reason. The reason is, you know I can bless you. You know I can give you some things that you like. You know I have the power to make your life beautiful, to bless your life. You are after the blessing. You're not after me. That's what Jesus was saying. Verse 27. Do not work for the food that perishes, said Jesus. 
but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. What's the difference between fans and followers? Fans want the blessing. Fans want, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord. But they are not necessarily committed to following him. But Jesus said, no, don't be fans, be followers. And followers really stay with me. And followers are interested in the eternal life, not just in the food that will perish in this life. And then John chapter 6, down the line, talks about a different um, a scenario on the same geographical place but a different scenario when Jesus began to tell people about him being the bread of life and so on and then he began to say things that were not very popular and there were many people who said oops ah this is weird I, I'm not sure I like this etc John 6 verse 60 when many of his disciples heard it they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. So they were saying, woo, <laughs> I didn't expect that uh, this is part of the deal. Uh, I did not know that, you know, this is uh, part of what it means to follow the Lord. But then there's a reminder that no one can come to Jesus unless it is granted by the Father. So if you're here... And you want to follow the Lord, you cannot do it on your own. You really need to humble yourself. And you really need to say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I am broken. I am a sinner. I need you. I humble myself. Would you please help me? And then the Father will reach out to you and draw you to the Son. You cannot do it on your own. You need God. Salvation from beginning to end is from God. If you're interested, He will help you. If you're not, there's no way you can attain it. Verse 16. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. On the outside, they looked like followers. They were called disciples, but they were really fans. They were really people who wanted a blessing, but did not want the cost or the cross or anything that is a level of sacrifice. You know, one of my great fears is that we will be a church of fans instead of followers. Many church gatherings today are like stadiums full of cheering fans instead of sanctuaries full of true worshipers and surrendered followers. I fear, I tremble in my heart that it will come to a point when we would be like a stadium and when we say, and when the, when the leader starts here and say, come on, let's worship Jesus. And everyone would hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. And then we would do all the right things. And then when we go out, we'd go back to our secret pornography, our bitterness, we don't forgive people, our dishonesty, our lying, our old sinful rotten ways. And it is true that in many churches, it's just like stadium where people do and say the right things, but they are just fans. Because when they go back to their work, to their studies, to their families, to their whatever they are involved in, to their friends, they're still the same. They have not changed. They are not followers. They are fans. And by the grace of God, we want to avoid that. And everyone said, yeah. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Examples of followers in the Bible. There are many. Let's look at Saul of Tarsus. And God changed him. And he, even was, he was even given a new name. He became Paul. 
Yan binaw yung mas Paul the Apostle. Acts 20 verse 24, he wrote, I do not count my life as of, as of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish the cor my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I want to drive home this point, okay? The Lord is looking for people who love Him more than they love themselves. If you want to do the will of God only when it's favorable to you, if you want to, quote-unquote, follow the Lord only when He gives you what you like, and when it's delayed, when He kind of underperformed based on what you expected or what you asked, then you throw Him away, etc. You're not a follower. A true follower is someone who loves God, who loves Jesus more than he loves himself. Can I have Paul please come? Paul, come up here quickly. Kasi po ganito po ito, just to demonstrate something very, very important, alright? If you only want to do the will of God when it's favorable to you, you're just a selfish thing. You're, you're, you're just a user. You just use God, use people, use religion, use anything, all right? But when you're truly a follower, let's say I'm God and Paul is a follower. Wherever I go, he goes. Could you please follow me, Paul? He just follows me, okay? What I do, he would do, okay? Okay? <laughs> Just to kind of make it funny, okay? And then when I walk, he will follow, okay? Now, if he demands... Now, hey, Luki ako, ito, balik tayo rin malay. Ikaw lang magsunod sa akin. <laughs> Why is it one way? I, sometimes you have to do what I want to Lord. You have to give me what I want. And he demands that I follow him. Then he does not really want to be a follower. He wants to be my leader. Amen? And when that is the case, he is not the true disciple. Palapakan din si Paul. Thank you, Paul. But there are many people who are like that. So the Lord will abundantly, outrageously bless you if you follow Him. But that's not your motive. And if that's your motive, you are not approaching God properly. And God will not hear your prayer because God cannot be mocked. God cannot be deceived. And God cannot be manipulated. Anyway, 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. to The Apostle Paul said, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. And so the Apostle Paul loved God and did what God wanted for all his life until the end. He did not say, well, uh, let's see. Let's take it year by year, Lord. Let's renew the contract every year. If it's still good, then I still want it. If not, you know, I'll, I'll bail out. I want to have my option. No strings attached, please. But the Lord uh, tells us that's not, that's not what He wants. So the, what the Lord wants is that you lock into Him. Lock in kasaya, ha? And then He will lock into you. And then He will change everything and then He will bless you and so on. But first you need to lock in with the right motive that is true love for Him. John 21, 18 and 19 talks about another example. John the Beloved and He also loved God uh, as a true follower of God. Next point, followers seek to love God with their whole lives. Followers seek to love God with their whole lives. 
One pastor told the story that he had in their church uh, a, a single father, a young single father who came to know the Lord and his life began to change and he began to have the right priorities. So before he was, for example, too busy on Sundays, uh, really no time for God and all his money was just for himself. Now he was giving time for the Lord. Now he is investing part of his resources for the kingdom of God, the work of the ministry. Now he's changed. But his mother called their pastor, his pastor and said, can I talk to you, pastor, along with my son? Can we have coffee, please? And the pastor thought, well, the mother is a believer belonging to another church. Maybe, you know, he has, uh, she has good news. She wants to affirm me or just want to thank me and so on. But when they met, this is what the mother said. Sabi ng mother, the mother, the single father who is the child of the mother. And then the pastor sabi niya, pastor, would you please tell my son? That it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Will you please tell my son that he's taking it too far? The Bible teaches everything in moderation. Please tell him he does not have to be that serious about this serving the Lord and so on. And the uh, pastor was quiet at first thinking through and controlling his response and making sure he gets the right, you know, he says the right things. But then he, his basic response was, the Bible does not tell you. The Bible does not teach that we love God in moderation. The Bible says, Matthew 22, 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. It doesn't say, love God, midja midja, tama tama lang. <laughs> midja midja lang. Or, or Revelation 3, 15, I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot. Would you that you were neither cold nor hot? So because you are lukewarm, and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I will reject you. It's not acceptable. Don't say, well... I want to love God, but uh, I don't want to be really be on fire for God. Uh, Romans 12 talks about us becoming a living sacrifice. You cannot kill, you cannot kill an animal halfway. <laughs> you cannot say, ako ni halfway lang. No, no, no. When you surrender, you surrender it all. Amen. And I want to say to you, can we flash that God? The Bible doesn't teach moderation in all things it is not a biblical idea can we show that please i always want to encourage you all right the bible teaches us to be responsible the bible teaches us to be diligent take care of our family work hard earn money share what you have etc enjoy relax go on vacations go on a cruise whatever but it doesn't mean i mean you can enjoy but it doesn't mean that you just say well lord i give you 50 percent, and the rest is mine the bible says love the lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength moderation in in the sense of in the context of loving God is not a biblical idea but anyway followers practice basic Christian lifestyle if you're here and you say I'm now a follower of Jesus I gave my life to the Lord I have repented of my sins and now I'm following Jesus there are six things that the Bible says you are expected to do. It's not like a law that God will punish you if you don't do that. This is the natural thing. The natural thing if you have already become truly a follower and not just a fan. Number one, read and think about the Word of God every day. The Word of God is your daily food. Matthew 4, 4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by rice alone, by physical food. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, read the Bible every day. Number two, 
Talk to your Father in heaven every day. That's through prayer. So pray every day. Mark 1.35, our example is Jesus. Rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate, quiet, solitary place, and there he prayed. Number three, those are just personal. You alone with God. Number three and number four, they have to do with being with other followers of Jesus. Number three, participate in a small group gathering every week. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you're not a lone ranger. You're not just on your own. You are expected by God to be with other followers of Jesus. Acts 5.42 And every day in the temple and from house to house, there's a small group of people. Five people, seven people, ten people maybe. But just a small group, a life group we call it. You come and learn. You come and share your life. Number four, come to the big family gathering in the house of God every week. So if you're really a follower of Jesus, Sunday gatherings like this is non-negotiable. <laughs> Ay, nakano ko na ikaon. Hindi na ganito katulog the night before. Excited na kayo sa litson. <laughs> nga anong kang Lord, Lord, giluyaman ko. Uy, kataliksik manggang. <laughs> Ay, intawon po. Now, if you are truly a follower of Jesus, you will take the Sunday gathering seriously. Acts 5.42, every day in the temple or the house of God. Five, training and equipping through the senior leaders in the church. So, you don't just grow, but you are equipped so that you can minister. The Bible says that people like me, Pastor and so on, we are equippers. We are given ability, anointing, etc. from the Lord so that we can train you. And the Bible says that we are equippers. You are the workers. And as workers, you're expected to do something. But first, you need to be trained. So is this in the Bible? Of course. Acts 2.42, for example. And the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So you know, yung training, equipping. Number six in the last, uh, proclaiming to others the goodness of salvation that you have received. So if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're now a child of God. It is not, you are not blessed only for yourself. You are blessed to be a blessing. Share that with others. Acts 4, 29. And now Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And they were filled with the Spirit and spoke the Word of God with boldness. The last point, make sure that you are a follower of Jesus and not just a fan of Jesus. So we, we are landing now this message. You are here and we thank God that you're here. If you're a guest, a VIP, you've been here just a few times, the fifth time maybe at most, then we thank God for you. If you've been coming to this Gathering the spiritual family for some months or years already. Make sure, let today be the day that you are sure that you are truly a follower of Jesus. Do not let this day pass that you are not sure where you stand. Today, define the relationship with God. Luke 9, 23. And Jesus said to all, we read this earlier, let me read it again for us. If anyone would come after me, said Jesus, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Today, tell the Lord, God, 
I choose to become your follower. I realize I'm just a fan, but today I want to become your follower. I surrender my life to you. And if you do that, the Lord sees your heart and the Lord will receive you, forgive you, and change you. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. All right. At this point, I want to introduce a parade of testimonies. Now, these are people who maybe began as fans of Jesus, but eventually they became followers of Jesus. They said no to themselves. They denied themselves. They decided to follow the Lord. But when they followed the Lord, God made everything new. So kanina, my emphasis was on the cost of discipleship, the cross of Jesus that you need to carry daily. But I want to just also remind you and encourage you when you follow the Lord that they will testify later on. The Lord will change your life. You will become a brand new person and God will make all things new for your life. So let's be blessed and encouraged as we watch a parade of testimonies. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. The greatest miracle is the miracle of a changed life. Witness a powerful parade of testimonies and lives who have been changed after they said yes to God. The old is gone. The new has finally come. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the whole and he'll be to the uttermost when I think about the Lord how he picked me up and turned me around how he placed my feet on solid ground hello my name is Michelle before my life was so broken so messed up living a wasted life but now I am transformed and my life was changed and I am now living for God praise the Lord thank you God my name is Angel from ungodly relationships I'm a single mother full of worries and doubts but now I am secured in the Lord and I am leading life groups thank you Jesus I'm Juliet. Before I thought I was a man. I act like a man. I was a lesbian. But right now, the Lord changed me and restored my truly identity. And right now, I can say that I am the princess of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. And it makes me wanna shout. My name is Ian, and uh, this is my story. My I grew up in in many forms of rejection, and I'm always begging for attention, appreciation, and moral and financial support. And I thought I I, I try hard to 
not to be affected by this and I pursue the things which I think that could make me happy and this has been my lifestyle save and travel buy anything I want party everywhere drink hard and wild make friends use people drop, drop friends and experiment relationship all you can even to the point of running after men for the sake of love believing that this would make me happy but my life became more miserable wasted and become depressive July of 2012, one of my workmates invited me to church. Dahil sa kakulitan niya, nag-join ako ng God Encountered Weekend. And that was the turning point of my life. Everything changes. I learned now how to pray. Dati, pag may bad situation, grabe ako magkalat sa Facebook. And I think I'm the first honor of being a backfighter. Pero prayer lang pala ang katapak. Ang sarap kausap ni Lord. Alam mo yun, sarap isumbong lahat sa kanya. Hindi kanya i-chismis. At alam ba, baguhin niya ang sitwasyon mo, pati ikaw. Daily, my reading the Bible become non-negotiable to me. Sabi nila, makabuang ang Bible. Yes, it's true. You will be crazy in love with the Word of God. Lord, I cannot dati, kahit anong nilalagay ko sa mukha ko, sa katawan ko, ano pinaglalaklak ko, just to hide stress in my life. To the point na kung pwede iulam ang papayasop, ginawa ko na para hindi na ko umitim sa pressure. Bak ang sikreto ng magaganda at makikinis ay ang salita ng Diyos. All, all the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidant, and all the, the supplement that you need in life is in the Word of God. My life became busy in the life group where true fun and real people are. People that would help you, people that would encourage you, correct you, and really walk with you despite of your imperfection. And I have the greatest privilege to really serve the Lord. Now I am busy in leading people and leaders to God. I'm joined Panabo Outreach. I was also given the privilege sa Thailand Mission. Bilang pang local, pang international pa. Yes, there were costs. My time, money, and so on and so forth. But ang sarap, sarap, sarap mag-serve kay Lord. Just as the song said, I have decided to follow Jesus. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Good morning, church. I'm Ted Ayag. My life before was pointless. Meaningless. Why? Because I was a worldly musician playing music for the drunkards, drug addicts, prostitutes, people who live in sin and darkness. It was really a walk without purpose. But now I thank the Lord. I'm being changed. I'm safe. And I play music for His glory alone. Thank you, Lord. Hi, I'm Tinay. Um... Before I was full of unforgiveness and was involved in same-sex relationship. But thank you, Jesus. Right now, I'm a passionate of lover of God. Thank you, Lord. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shout, God. 
Good morning, Church. Uh, my name is Ariel Galera. And uh, before I came to know the Lord, uh, I lived a life of uh, homosexual life before. So before my lifestyle, uh, I go to disco, uh, party party, get drunk, and worse, uh, having one night stand with my same uh, sex. So that's not uh, that's my life uh, before. But God didn't uh, let that life not happen to me because ah. Uh, God sent someone to share the gospel to me and he he uh, invited me to life group that uh, leads me to join the Encounter God Weekend. I remember that was March 2012 and in that encounter no, where I received the love of God, I repented to the Lord, uh, God uh, changed my heart, God changed my lifestyle and I received the love of God, I received forgiveness and also truly God is so good because he restored my true identity and now I can say to you no God is God restored my true identity and I can say I'm a true man of God to God be the glory thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus if it makes me wanna shout Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. It makes me worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What we just watched is something that only God can do. All these people, they tried to change. Their families tried to force them to change. Nothing happened. But anyway, applying it to your life and mine, watch them testify. Today, the Lord is saying to you, what I did for them, I also want to do in your life. Today the Lord is saying to you, I love you as much as I love them. And I am as excited and willing to change your life and do an amazing transformation if you will respond to me. So in a few moments we will pray. And I'd like to ask you, would you please, would you please seriously consider to give your life to the Lord. Become not just a fan but a true follower of Jesus. And if you surrender your life to Him, today the Lord will marvelously, amazingly change your life like He did for them. And you will come out of this place transformed, healed, forgiven, restored, set free by the power of Jesus. And all because you said yes 
to a God who loves you so much, who has all the desire and the power to change your life. So will you please stand and we will pray to the Lord right now. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your great big love for all of us and for the hope that we have as we watch these wonderful stories of people whose lives were so messed up, so broken, so dirty, so hopeless. But you did something. You changed them. And Lord, we come and say, me too, me too, God. Change me too, Lord. Change me as well, God. And so in the next moments, Lord, we come. And would you please do the same thing you did in their lives. Do it for us. Do it in us, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Right now where you're standing out there, this is a moment of grace. Do not waste this opportunity. God is here. It's not an accident that you're here. Would you give your life to the Lord today? Would you tell him, Lord God, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord God, I've been a rebel. I've been selfish. I've been just a fan and not a true follower. But today I surrender my life to you. I make you the true Lord and leader of my life. Come on, if that's the desire of your heart, if that's the prayer of your heart, say it right now in the presence of God who is with you say it right now come on pray to the Lord God we surrender our lives to you God forgive us our sins Lord we are sorry for all of the pride and the rebellion Lord in all of the ignorance and all of the Lord the, Lord, the selfishness Lord God and we say today we surrender our lives to you Jesus change us like you changed them Jesus forgive us like you forgave them Jesus transform us like like you transform them. Come on, pray the prayer to the Lord. Give your heart to the Lord. Follow Jesus today. Tell him, Lord, I'm sorry. Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Beginning today, I will live for you. Forgive me, Lord, and change me, Lord. And you know, when you say that prayer, the Lord sees your heart and the Lord will respond with His love and with His mercy and with His forgiveness and with His blessing of transformation in your life. So, Father, we pray, seal this, Lord, and may we all continue to follow you. May we all continue to live for you and seek you, Lord God, and do your will in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We love you, God. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord continually strengthen you and fill you with hope. Please stay updated because we will continue to come up with recordings like this so you will be strengthened as you go through this season. God bless you.